When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Know what's happening? It's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Baldy, let's talk about this game because we are recording this on Thursday, guys. Want to get this out there because if you look at it from a, just a record standpoint, it looks like a crap game. But somebody's got to win. Panthers are one and seven. Bears two and seven. Here's where I'm at with the Bears, Baldy. And tell me what you think about this. I was on Justin Fields and thought that Justin Fields was going to have a legitimate shot to show that he's the franchise quarterback. We're going into week 10, and I still right now do not know if that's the case. I, I just don't. And the Bears are 2-7. and seven. I don't know when he comes back. He's not playing tonight. And it's really weird. My point is the Bears may be at a decision point at the end of this season with Justin. And then the Panthers at a different place to what you just talked about with their quarterback who's just starting, but they've got to continue to build around him. But this game, I, I don't even know what to think about this Thursday night matchup tonight. Well, I, you know, in Chicago, you know, it, look, they, they can't win games. And, you know, Matt Eberflus right now is like literally last week, Tyson Bajan. Like I know you look at the stats and he fumbled it at the end of the game, trying to make a play and he threw three interceptions. And I go, okay, well, it'd be good if Kyle, you know, if, if Komet came back to the ball and didn't let Paulson Adebo jump in front of him, um, you know, get one of those interceptions. But literally the Bears went up and down the field. I mean, the two touchdown passes to Cole Komet were just absolute beautiful throws. He hit, um, you know, in the back of the end zone, DJ Moore, and he had both hands on the ball and it got stripped out. Uh, yeah. The, the, the offense looked good. You know, they, they can run the ball. And, and Bajan, like he knows what he's doing. And so – the ball comes out on time. Darnell Mooney's a part of the offense. Like it's they're not. It's not like they're not fun to watch. I I think the Bears are going to play really good in this game. Like I don't know if if, but I just think Tyson Bajan's like going. I get a chance to play. I was in Shepherd College, you know, playing <laughs> against I don't know Stroudsburg State last week, you know, last year at this time. He's just enjoying <laughs> the opportunity, and I the guy has ability. He really does have ability. And it'll be interesting because you've got Bryce Young, the number one pick, supposed to be the franchise player. And then you get Tyson Bajan on the other side, free agent, Shepherds College, all this stuff. And what if Shep, what if, you know, he Tyson outplays him. outplays him tonight? Yeah. Like literally just the, forget about the stats, Carl. We're watching a game, like we're going to watch it. Yeah. And you just see one player, you know, that outplays the other guy. And you go, can we screw up this process? Of picking quarterbacks any more than we do because mm. we do it every year and you know whether you're watching Zach Wilson on Monday night which was unwatchable whatever it is we screw this up every year and every year you have to like this might be the ultimate scrutinizer tonight if Tyson Bajan goes out and makes all these throws and Bryce Young just struggles. Baldy I uh speaking of quarterbacks witnessed something that I never witnessed last Sunday a guy got off the plane on Tuesday, practiced with his team on Wednesday, and didn't take any first-team snaps. 
Jaron Hall is the starter at the start of the game against the Falcons on Sunday. First series, pow, he gets knocked out. Yep. Josh, they call him on the sidelines. This guy's like, where's my helmet? All right, like we're in high school. Goes out and plays absolutely incredible. Yep. I mean, kudos to Josh Dobbs. I, I, it was yep. It was absolutely incredible. But it was also maddening and frustrating to see on the other side because – you just don't see a guy step into a game situation, limited play calling, and be able to do what he did. But there's two things that are going on here, and I want to get to the Falcons-Cardinals because Kyler Murray comes back this week. I think he's got a lot to prove. And then the Falcons, it's been a mess offensively, and I want to get – I know you've been doing some breakdowns. My thing with this is, Baldy, too cute in the red zone. Sometimes you just got to do what you do. We're trying to run reverses. You're trying to run, you know, all this crap with guys in the backfield. That that's not what they do. It's not their job, and so it's hurt them. And a, and a crazy stat, Baldy, is the 18 times that the Falcons have been at the five yard line or inside the five yard line. Bijan Robinson's touched it one time for no gain. So you've got all these weapons, but yet you've not used them. And Arthur is catching a lot of heat. Arthur Smith, the head coach. But Josh Dobbs first, and then let's talk about Kyler Murray coming back, and could he do the same thing that we just saw Josh Dobbs do against the Falcons on Sunday? So what I want, to, what I want NFL Films or some documentary group to do is I want to hear Kevin O'Connell talking to Josh Dobbs during this game <laughs> and just what those – because, he, you know, you, the coach can talk, the play caller can talk to the quarterback up to 15 seconds, then they cut the mics off. So I would love to hear that conversation of how he kind of called the play, what the alert was, what the protection is, how Josh Dobbs got it out communicated. Because you didn't see any breakdowns. No. no. We saw complete efficiency in the red zone. And so, you know, and, you know, now we hear like Josh didn't even know who some of the players were in the huddle. I mean, that, that's to be expected. I understand that. But I played with uh, – I played in a situation, Carl, where we – Call the quarterback up off the street, you know, and had to had to play him, you know, on Sunday, and it was a disaster. And you expected it to be a disaster. It's like, how much can you possibly process or digest and then execute with no practice? Which is Josh Dobbs' case. It's it's literally story number one this season it of is. what that you know. I they're telling me now that you know his jersey number fifteen, like it's being they can't print them fast enough in the print <laughs> Like they're literally at the printing press. Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs right now. Because this is a hot football team. They've won four in a row and they've overcome. And Brian Flores could be the assistant coach of the year right now with how they're playing defense, for real. So it, it, it's just an amazing, amazing testimony to the person that uh, Josh Dobbs is. So Kyler Murray comes back. Baldy, I, I think that... At the end of the season, you know, the Cardinals may be looking at the first overall pick. Right now, they have it, right? They're 1-8. and eight. We'll see what happens to the Giants and some of these other teams that are just a mess and, and how the season plays out. But if that happens, Baldy, I don't think they stay the course with Kyler Murray. I think they try to trade him because this quarterback draft, and again, the, the regime that's there now and Gannon, and they didn't draft him, right? So – Kyler Murray, in my opinion, over the next nine weeks is playing for a job there to either remain there or a job somewhere else. And, and I'm just curious to know what you think about him coming back because I did not think I'd see him this season. Well, I, I agree with you, Carl, honestly. Um, look, the team plays hard. 
they can't make plays when they have to make plays. Defensively, they're in a lot of these games. They can't finish it out. Um, there's a lot of different reasons. Last week, I, I had no idea who was going to carry the football for him. Like, every back was hurt. DeMarcado, Connor, like, they were all hurt. Um, they're taking guys off the street, throwing them in there. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just been a mess. But, um, look, if if Monty Ossifort, uh, the general manager, and Jonathan Gannon get the number one pick, if that happens, like, it's just you're looking at all of the rookie quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, going back to Joe Flacco and Mahomes and Russell Wilson and guys that have won Super Bowls on rookie contracts. Like, you have to take advantage of the finances when you can sign a guy and then have all this extra money to be able to, you know, either build your team, make trades, free agency, you know, whatever you need to do, you could do that when a quarterback's got at least four years, you know. And so, to me, financially, if you want to build your team, you do it with the rookie uh, on a rookie contract. And if the talent is out there, whether it's Caleb or, you know, whoever it is, um, it's going to be hard to say no to that situation right now. And yeah. that's not to knock Kyler Murray. No. I, but I don't think if Kyler Murray goes out there and just balls out, and I think he's going to be very motivated to, to shut the critics up, you know, to prove to himself, to prove to this regime for the next contract, some maybe someplace else. Like he's got a lot to play for right now if he wants to have a viable, long-time NFL you know, career. Guys, follow us at In the Huddle Pod on YouTube. And, of course, like us, tell your friends about us. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, Jason Lock on four, part of this podcast as well. We're heading into Week 10. We're talking about all things NFL as we do each week. Is that the best the Cowboys could play? against the Eagles. I felt that way, and they still lost, even though they had the chance and they hurt themselves. Sweat with the sack, sets them back. You know, it's just like they couldn't get out of their own way at the end of that game. Is that the best they can play, though, when you talk about what to expect from Dak Prescott? I thought he was really good, but you didn't win the game. I know. I, I feel like it, it, it would be hard for Dak to play better. To see what C.D. Lamb did, Jake Ferguson did, uh, you know, no turnovers to go up and down the field, but you can't score in fourth and one. You know, I mean, just the things that happen. So, like, it's it's one game. It's a it's it, it was an awesome game. I mean, just from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah, I, I don't know that you know it gets a whole lot better during the regular season than what we watched on Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia. But you know, the, you have to live with those things. You have to live with the fact that you, you you can get close, you can play great, you can't get over the hump. Um, it, it's just a fact, but I would say there's no moral victories, but I would say Dallas should take a lot from that game, you know, and they should like, they have been blowing out weak teams. Like they run them right out of the gym. I think they'll do that this week against the giants. Like, I just don't think there's anything the giants could do if the Cowboys come out and execute for the most part, like they did last week. Um, the offense line outside of Terrence Steele in some pass rushes, played really good. I haven't seen Tyron Smith play that well in a long time at left tackle. Yeah. He was awesome. So Dallas has a lot that, that they can hold their, their head up about. Um, I think this is a, a get back, get right game. And I think they have a chance for a good second half push this, this, uh, this season. 